don't actually agree with that, to be honest. I'm not saying get rid of them. It's a theory. It's an A thing that people talk about. Welcome to Targeting Podcast, everybody. Episode 7, we got the boys here. Boys, how we doing? Now we're all home, so how we doing? Cold here, man. Absolutely great. John great. isn't home yet, though. Not yet. I'm great, coming home Tuesday. Don't worry. I'm coming home Tuesday. Uh, he, it feels like he's in He's in Boston, so it feels like, like he's he's home in a way. But he's yeah, true. I'm nearby. Sure. Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so today we'll we'll get into a lot of discussion. And all, we'll go all around the uh, board, but let's start with the NFL, boys. So tough news this week with Burrow uh, tearing his ACL. I think he tore like two other parts. I, I heard and, it was a yeah. gru- gruesome it's, injury. It's ACL, um, MCL with uh, some other, like, fract- knee, fractural, fractural damage to his knee and ligaments in the knee. So it's kind of like an Alex Smith situation. He's probably not going to be back for a whole season or two. Yeah. So um, the Bengals already were like an eh team. So – I mean, I don't really think we need to discuss how that's going to affect them because we already kind of know. Like, I mean, that. yeah, it's definitely just just a tragic injury for a guy like that. Like, yeah, his ceiling is as high as anybody's in the entire league. The Bengals need to know that they need to spend their money on the O line and protect Joe Burrow. He is their franchise, so don't you need to reevaluate what you're doing as a team and spend the money on the O line to protect him. The guy has no time. He gets absolutely molested every every time he's in the pocket. It's terrible. He needs help, and uh, the, the Bengals need to realize that if they don't put help around him, Joe Burrow's not going to be a Bengal for much longer. So when he comes back, he needs a good O line to protect him because he's so good. Like it's just they he's don't give him an player. opportunity to, to to flourish. They can be but a team. I, I hope he gets back. I hope he comes back 100. percent I hope he has a great recovery because um, that's tragic. In the first yeah, year. he yeah he can be a guy that really brings that franchise out of the ground at some point in a couple of years or so, but. You know, he needs the experience, and the only way you can get some experience is if you got a great front line in front of you that's going to protect you in the pocket because, you know, he's, he's a guy that's also going to run out of that pocket, but you can't run out of the pocket if you're getting hammered by these big-ass guys. I mean, think about who you got in the league, Khalil Mack, J.J. Watt. You're not surviving. You're not surviving at this point. Yeah, it's just tough to see, like, a guy like that get injured so early because, like, you're just like – that's just like – like going to be a tinge on his career because you don't really know what he can do yet. And then we, even when he comes back, you don't know if he's going to be the same. So, I mean, I, I'm really just upset with just the Bengals and not, like you said, Justin, not getting him a sufficient enough O-line. Because when you get a new QB, that's got to be your second thought is getting an O-line to back him up because a QB is going to only be as good as how well your, def- your O-line is defending you. So, it's tough to see that a guy like that who literally has the world at his hands, he can, he's going to be a threat in the NFL already getting injured like this and the worst way possible. It's tough to see. It's tough to see. Like talk about those like number one, number two overall picks. They got nobody. So I don't know. It's tough. These teams, these teams prioritize QBs to get it in the draft, yet they completely disregard their current line. And then they're like, why isn't this working? Because your QB has no time to throw the football or do anything else. So I think that if you're an NFL team, if your first pick's a QB, your next couple rounds need to be O-line or at least sign somebody in free agency. Or, do or get something. a veteran. You got to get a veteran. Or, yeah, just put a veteran in there. But uh, uh, your QBs are going to be only as good as your O-line. That's how Brady survived all these years. It's because he's always – I would rather have a 
solid QB with a solid O-line and a mediocre running back who can at least weave his way through with the O-line protecting it and a mediocre well, wide receiver. Running because running back's only as good as, as their O-line as well. Yeah. Right. And, the, and, and the wide and the wide receiver, I mean, Joe Burrows is going to make any guy on the field catch the ball. A quarterback like that's going to make any guy catch the ball if he gets it to him. You know, and worst case scenario, you just run it or you give it to Burrows. But again, you need that O line. You need time in the pocket. That's another thing. The wide receivers don't have time to catch the ball and get downfield if the quarterback's already getting sacked. So exactly, it's just a damn shame that teams like this don't don't take this into consideration, or they do, but they don't prioritize it as much as I would think. I just don't think they prioritize it as much. I think they're thinking QB running back wide receiver without disregarding like that old line. That's like, that's as might be as crucial as any other part you're getting, because if you don't have a good old line, none of that's going to work. None of that's going to stick. Um, yeah. yeah. Basically the only exception I could think of is Deshaun Watson. He's just magical scrambling out of the pocket because the, the Texans have a terrible old line. He's still great, but they don't like, win games necessarily, but he's really the only exception I can think of. He was yeah. he was so weaving in and out. He was weaving in and out the other day. On I've almost never yeah, seen played, anyone as mobile as Deshaun Watson. He's incredible. Like he's absolutely incredible. He's so good. I hope that he signed that extension. He signed an extension in Houston. I'm not really a fan. I mean, I respect staying in staying with the team you got drafted to. I definitely respect that, and I like what he's doing. But I don't know that Houston's going in the right right direction for him at all, especially trading away Hopkins last offseason. So you know, Justin, that sucks gonna, for him. But he's he's really he's really great. I'm going to say Kyler Murray is probably going to be a guy that's going to beat out Deshaun Watson as an unbelievable rushing quarterback. I don't see any other yeah. quarterback right now, even Lamar Jackson, being as good as Kyler Murray at the moment. The guy's on the Arizona Cardinals with – he's got some good receivers around him. You know, Hopkins He's got DeAndre right. Hopkins there now, yeah, He's too. got Hopkins now. But Barry Fitz. Still, that, you know, sometimes with a team like that that is in the ground, it's hard to bring them out, especially when you get drafted that high in the draft, and you just – this guy is just unbelievable. It's just amazing yeah, he, to watch that guy play. Yeah, and yeah. as you just said, him running out of him scrambling out of the pocket and stuff is is different. He and uh, Sean Watson are so such talented runners. It's crazy. He had a great Thanksgiving game. Just four touchdowns, played freaking unbelievable. Um, yeah, absolutely. He's really just a guy. He's always a guy I envisioned I wanted on the Patriots, just because I'm biased hometown fan. But um, he's gonna he's gonna be one of the best QBs in the league. I think once it's all said and done, once like Breeze and Brady or out of the league that that's going to be the guy that people are looking up to uh, looking up to and you know trying to model their game after I think Mahomes too but definitely Mahomes 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 is unbelievable and he's going to get a lot of rings in the next 13 years of his contract so he's going to be that he's going to be that guy but the game of football the game of football seems to be changing I I feel like more and more you see you know so many quarterbacks now coming out of the draft that are just so mobile even if they're not even that mobile, they're just you can guarantee that they'll get you yards when they run. Like you don't well, see guys like you don't see guys like Breeze, Rogers, and Brady anymore in these drafts that are just you know those types of franchise quarterbacks. Like when they're when they retire, like Rivers, Roethlisberger, the league's gonna be different. You're just gonna see teams working around scrambling quarterbacks. That's gonna I be think, fun to see. I think it's because teams don't want to invest in O-lines when they know that like if they can get a good enough QB that can run out of the pocket, then they really don't need a good O-line. They can. Oh, yeah, you're right. Put, put but their money elsewhere. But the Burroughs, that's why I'm bringing this in. The Burroughs situation shows that you just can't totally disregard the old line. Yeah, I agree. So I think you need to – the Bengals, what they needed to do is evaluate what their QB situation was. And you, when you have a guy like Burrow who doesn't – 
I mean, I don't think he scrambles out of the pocket that much. Like when he's, he definitely can, but like it's not. He definitely can. He's not, but he's not, not a run first quarterback. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, exactly. When, it, and that's at the end of the day what what it is. Like you were saying that, John. How um, a lot of the guys that get drafted now are extremely mobile and are great runners. At the end of the day, and some work out and some don't. There have been a lot of busts that were run first quarterbacks, and it didn't work out uh, over the past few years. And at the end of the day. To be a quarterback in the National Football League, you have to be a pass-first quarterback that can yeah. also run. I mean, you don't have to also run because of like the guys, the guys like you just said, Tom and Ben and all that, and Aaron Rodgers. Like they don't run really ever. But um, nowadays, you have to be pass-first. You can't be a run-first quarterback, or you're just not going to work out. And that's why, like, it may be an extremely hot, like, extremely hot take, but I don't think Lamar Jackson is going to be a starting quarterback in five seasons, in five years from now. Wow. I, I know he won MVP last year, and I said it the day he won MVP. I don't think five years from now he'll be a starting quarterback. We've seen, we've seen the same thing happen to Cam Newton, who got an, another chance this year, and we've seen the same thing happen to RG3 and all these guys that are run-first quarterbacks. They don't work out. They flash the league with their talent, and uh, and a few years later, they don't, you don't really know hear about them anymore. But that might be an extremely I, hot take. So. I think, I think, Lamar, I think Lamar, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the same thing with Justin. I don't know about the five years, but I think I, I like Lamar Jackson. And I think I didn't include him, though, with the Kyler Murray to Sean Watson conversation a minute ago, because he just, to me, isn't the type of quarterback that's going to make the passes along he with is. the runs that you like. You know, well, he, he is. He is. Because he, he won is. MVP. He is. Really he, is. Good, but like, he is. I'm not, I'm not, you know, shitting on him because he's a great fucking quarterback. But Kyler Murray just, I don't know, the man doesn't miss. The man doesn't miss. He rarely misses when I see him play. And Deshaun Watson, too. But I feel like they are in the pocket so long trying to throw it deep downfield because they have arms. But Lamar, when he just gets a little pressure on the edge, he just runs out, which is fine. But I don't know. I, I still see him as a good QB. I think he has the same problem Burrow does where he doesn't have a good enough of a line. I think he's going like, to be injuries. If he, wanted, if he wanted to stay in the pocket and pass, I think he could. I think he needs a good enough O-line to do it. And he's complained about that multiple, multiple times where he's like, yeah. I just don't have enough time to pass the ball, so now I have to, like, scramble shit, like, just to get to the end zone or just to get some yards. So it's a hot take. It's one that I can see, but I'm so just going to disagree because I think – I don't necessarily think he's a run-first QB. I think he's a – Let's see how my old line situation is. And if it's shitty, which it has been, I think he just needs a little more time than some of these other QBs to pass. And let's be real. Like Baltimore is not the greatest, like they don't have the greatest wides in the league. So I think, I think overall, I think he's a good QB. I think he's, it's just a special situation for him where he feels like he has to run first just to get yards and just to get, just to get stuff going. But yeah. I mean, well, especially in the AFC, I don't see him ever getting by Mahomes and the Chiefs. In other words, I don't see them getting well, to a Super Bowl. That's another thing. Like, there's a, Mahomes will never lose to to a Lamar Jackson or a type. That's of true. Like that. That's that's another. But that's but I think that's a different story because you're saying he's not going to be a starting QB because they're still going to be. No, you're right. Baltimore Ravens. You're right. Like, it is completely or, a different take. You're right. I do agree with you that the AFC I think is going to take over. Um, in the next couple of years, especially Deshaun stays here, especially if Patrick Mahomes stays here and the NFL NFC will start to become more obsolete because you'll have guys like Brit. Well, now Brady, uh, Brady's in the NFC now. So, um, so you'll have start to have those guys start to retire and 
you have all these young QBs that are going to AFC teams now borrow at the Bengals. So I think AF, the AFC is going to become a lot more of a powerhouse than the NFC. I think the NFC is going to become more obsolete, but I don't yep, know. You might be right. You might be right. But um, a lot of talent. It's a lot of talent. I, I just think that you got these new young, new, new QBs. Or I know what I'll be excited to see. I'll be excited to see where Trevor Lawrence goes. I'm hoping it's probably going to be the New York Jets, think, so yeah, another AFC team. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Um, I guess the last NFL team we should probably talk talk about is the uh, the Steelers, who are just still undefeated. Like it's crazy. I don't know when they're going to lose. Well, I know they have Baltimore coming up this weekend. That was supposed to be Thanksgiving Day. They that would have been a great game. I was excited were, to watch that, but they were pissed about that. Did you hear about that? Yeah, so like, so Baltimore, um, so the Steelers were ready to play. Apparently, most of the people that had um, COVID were on Baltimore. Yeah, and uh, I think I think maybe a few Steelers players might have like here and there, but I think most of it was on Baltimore. And the Steelers were like, "Let's play. We got our guys that we need to win, like ready to go." So. Let's just play Thanksgiving Day. And Baltimore's like, no, like if we play Thanksgiving Day, like we're not gonna have enough time to like get ready. And the CEOs were pissed because they're like, we're gonna just beat them anyways. Why don't we just like play on Thanksgiving? They have we have, I think we have some guys out, they have some guys out. Let's just play anyways. And then Baltimore's like, no, let's just move it to Sunday. So they were not very happy about that. Um, well, I mean, that's that's fair too. I mean, you're gonna have guys that are out with COVID and also guys that are out with injuries. I don't know the extent to which. Obviously, if you're the Ra- obviously if you're the Ravens, if you're any organization like that, you're going to argue against playing because you want to have the highest potential to win. But that does suck for like the Steelers, who I think I rarely seen play on Thanksgiving, and it's a you know not many guys get to play on Thanksgiving. But do you think years. like just from a generally like teams can do that? Like from my point of view, I don't like- think I don't think it should be a team decision. It should be a league decision. If the league thinks, which I mean, I think at the end of the day they decided, but I think teams shouldn't really be the ones that push for it. If the league thinks COVID's a problem, they don't want the teams getting it and swapping it back and forth, whatever, then they shouldn't play. But I, I just, I feel like the NFL, a lot of times the teams are dictating what's going to happen. And then obviously we know Goodell makes the final decision and he usually cucks out and does whatever they say. Clown. I just think, I just think if your team and someone on your team gets COVID, it should be the same, treated the same as an injury where you're not going to play them. You're going to make sure everyone else is not like at, or I don't know how or you'd be at risk for an injury, but at risk for an injury, let's just say. And if everyone's cleared, everyone's good, then you should play same day. Or you all test one- negative. If you all test negative, but that one player, like what happened with Cam, you put Cam out and you play the rest of the team. Right. Yeah, right. I think that the NFL is like being spotty with it. Like, Sometimes they postpone them. Sometimes they make the teams play with the players that have COVID sitting out. Sometimes they're like, they don't have a, a strict thing that they stick to as far as like what they do when somebody does test positive. It definitely just depends on, it also depends on like whether those teams have had a bye week so far or what's going on with that. And like, if they could push a week or whatever, like it definitely, is, it depends on I mean, this circumstance. Is a, this is a spotty week. That, what were you going to say, Dan? They need that yeah. for playoffs. It's not going to work unless they have that. People get it. Yeah. I just don't think you can do that. Like, I just personally, I'm like, if a guy's out, high profile, not high profile, like, like, I just think if you, if you have a guy out, 
whether he's a, your best player on your team or he's the worst player on your team, you're still obligated to play that game. I, I compare it to like if he had an injury. If you if your best guy had an injury, you're not going to just postpone the game because that's not a fair representation of your team. No, right? Like they're gonna they're still gonna play the team. They're still gonna play, and they might you guys might lose. And you can, at the end of the day, say, oh, it's because I didn't have my best player. But at the end of the day, the game was still played. You still lost. So that's my my opinion. If you have the, if one of your teammates has the virus, if you're testing negative, the rest of your team's testing negative, if, even if he's the best player on your team or the worst player on your team, you should still play the game. If you lose, it happens. I don't think they necessarily care about that. I think it's that people can get the virus three to five days after so they don't know. Even if you test negative that day, it doesn't matter because three to five days later, you could have got it from that player. But well, they that's not. That if I thought that was the reason they were doing it, then I'd say go ahead. But that's not the reason they're doing it. I actually do think that could be because I know that some games that were supposed to be played on Sunday got pushed to Tuesday, so you get the three extra days or whatever. And that could definitely be exactly what it is, actually. So he, you definitely might be right about that, Dan. The 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 one thing I agree with you, Jerry, is that I I think that the I think that the league should be making the decisions because I feel like any team is going to like, you know, if we cast it farther back, you know, Brady got injured. If Brady was in the situation for the past and Brady got it and was out, we say, oh, no, then it isn't a fair representation, which any team is going to do. But I think you still have to play the game. Like no one postpones an important game just because of a player being injured. Again, well, these, are, these are different times, so I understand the whole virus situation. You don't have a good system in play, that's all. But yeah, I at think... The, at the end of the day, it comes to having a bubble. It comes, a, to having, it comes to having the system. If they had a consistent rule where it was like, okay, if you have this many players that have it and then you need to play three to five days later, that's good. But like now you can have teams bend their rules and stuff. It doesn't... Yeah, you can have teams. You can have teams that have twenty guys that are out. I think the Raiders had something like that. Twenty guys test positive, like their whole defense, and they play them and they play a couple days later. Now we have a team that has a couple guys test positive, and they have to postpone the the game for three extra whole days. You know, which I don't understand because it. The, I don't even know. I, mean, I can't I even know. argue. I can't even argue because I don't even know the rules because it's there are no fair, rules. It's not fair to teams like the Steelers who are just trying to get wins on their calendar. They're just trying to finish up the season so they can get to the playoffs. And like they'll have teams like the Ravens or the Jets just dicking around, just like trying to like not play the game. Well, like, just... I don't think it's not fair to them. I mean, every team in the league is going through it right now. I don't think it's not fair that they have to wait three extra days to play. I think it's like you're you're allowing the other team to just like nah, I think the Ravens wanted to play on Thanksgiving, and I'm sure that whoever has COVID wishes they didn't have COVID. This is another thing, Jerry. Everyone wants to play on Thanksgiving. I think it sucks at the end of the day, but I don't think I think the Ravens want their best chance to win, but also they also have to take into consideration there's a virus and maybe they're trying to be proactive with that and they don't want their whole team to get it, and then they have no shot of even making it into the playoffs. I don't know what the reasons are. Again, we don't even know what the rules are. They barely even tell us anything, the NFL. But I see your point. I, I just don't think you can just take the side of the team that's undefeated and argue because every team is in this situation, like Justin said, and you just got to suck it up at the end of the day. If, if you got to wait three more days, you got to wait three more days. It sucks, but we've all been in this. You know, there's no arguing yeah. it. Once, once yeah. the people make a decision, there's no arguing it. Well, yeah, it's been happening all season. 
you can't really argue it, but I just think overall it's just I, I think if the Steelers wanted to play if I'm not sure how many guys it was on the Ravens either. But if it was only a few guys on the Ravens and it was like nothing for the Steelers. I think it was only a couple guys on the Ravens, but I could be and, wrong. And I think I could be wrong. Played, but I that's could be wrong. Opinion. Um, um, as well, far I as the Steelers I, schedule goes, they literally, they literally could go 16 and 0 though. They uh, do have the, 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 this week. The, they have the, the, the Washington football team, the Bengals, the Browns, the Colts. Those are winnable games. They do have the, the Bills in the, there as well. The, so those Bills, are the Bills is the one team because the Bills beat, I think, the Seahawks, right? Um, Bills are Bills are showing themselves to be a formidable team. I don't think oh, the, the Ravens are nice. I, I don't think the Ravens are going to even touch the Steelers. But the Ravens. I mean, almost, it's probably going to be a good game. They played earlier. It's going to be. And, it's uh, going to be a good game. It was twenty-eight, twenty-four. Yeah, uh, on the first of November. I don't think. I mean, we don't know. The Ravens could come out with a late game field goal, something like that. We don't know, but I I think when you just look at the teams as they are, Steelers will probably win that one. Um, Do you guys think Colts Steelers have a nice defense, but they don't have the offense to play? I think Bills might be the one to beat them, but that's still tough. Yeah, Do you think the Steelers make a decent playoff run? They probably will make a decent uh, playoff run. I don't think that that decent playoff run includes a, uh, a um, Super Bowl, but I don't because I don't think I don't, they're going to get by the Chiefs. I don't think they'll get by the Chiefs, no matter how many wins they get. I don't yeah. really even care if they go just because you defeat all these, just because you defeat half these shit teams that they've been playing right now. Like, <laughs> Giants, Broncos, Eagles, Cowboys. They've had an easy round. They've had a remarkable. They've had a very schedule. easy schedule. Jaguars. Oh my! Like I think the only teams they've played that are really put up a fight are Titans and Ravens at this point. I mean, most it's, of the games uh, have been had close. They've a pretty easy schedule. But when you beat a team, when you beat the Jaguars twenty-seven to three, and the and the Browns thirty-eight to seven. Don't don't be you know flaunting. I mean, that much. yeah, they're gonna be tough to take down. They're gonna be tough to take down. That defense is mean. Their offense is not like they have a nice offense. When you look at the the spread of their offense from wide out to running back to quarterback, that they, they are nice. They're just a nice, well rounded team. Their defense, like I said, is is really tough. The defense is is the, the better part of that team. That that's what's winning them a lot of these games. And um, Chase Claypool's having an unbelievable rookie season. Nobody could have imagined. Juju's playing well. They got Mac. They got James Conner in the backfield. Ben's playing well. Like, I mean, everything's really going well for him right now. And I, I they're going to keep rolling into the playoffs for sure. I don't know if uh, I don't know how far they roll, but they are going to be a tough team to to take out. I will say that. I think if you meet the Chiefs, which I think that could be a a, a viable situation, depending on how the Bills do too. Because I don't know how the Bills are going to look in the playoffs. I, you know, we've seen them be there before, but now they got a whole new situation. Um, I don't know. I just think the Chiefs are the formidable team right now, and I don't see any team beating them. But it'll be a good game no matter who plays them. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think the Chiefs are automatically getting in the Super Bowl no matter who they face. I think the Steelers could get Steelers could put up a fight, but I don't really know who I want to see for that AFC Championship matchup though, because I think a Chiefs Steelers game, in my opinion. I think the Chiefs might roll over the Steelers. I could be wrong with that just because. Interestingly know, I, enough, I, that game would not be at Arrowhead. That game would be in Pittsburgh. Another thing, though, that too, is, is they, the, Steelers, the Steelers haven't played a team at the level of the Chiefs. That's, on the, that's another thing. That that schedule is so weak. So when you go well, – Justin, I hear what you're saying. If that game's in – that game will, probably will be in Pittsburgh given the schedule. 
even though that game is still being played in Pittsburgh, probably this schedule is just so weak. And when you have that week of schedule, playing a team like the Chiefs is such a culture shock. Like it's, it will it's, be, yeah. It's such a shock because you're you just ready? Like, let's wow. let's look at the Chiefs right now. The Chiefs are nine and one. They played. I mean, again, the Texans are not. Yeah, doing so great. The, it might be at our head because if the Steelers don't win out the season, they probably will lose out on that bye. And if they and don't the, win out the season, that will be a disgrace because the there's Chiefs, no reason they shouldn't. The Chiefs haven't had you know that hard a schedule, but I mean, you know, here and there, I mean, they had to play the Ravens still. They played the Pats, which was a closer game than we anticipated, especially without um, a lot of our key players. They beat out the Bills. They beat the Ravens. They lost to the Raiders, who actually have been a team that sometimes just kicks butt and sometimes just plays terrible. So that is a tough one there. Um, and they got to finish out now with the Saints, the Bucks, which I think are going to be their two hardest games. I cannot wait. That that game is uh, tomorrow at 4 o'clock. 425, um, yep. Bucks versus Chiefs. Tom versus Pat, are you kidding me? That game's going to be awesome. I can't wait. But I don't. I see your point, Jerry. I think, I honestly think, if the Chiefs win the rest of their games, and the Steelers lose to that Bills team, and the Chiefs have to play the Bills, I think still. So if they beat the Bills and the Steelers lose, then it may be at Arrowhead if they face off against each other. I just think there's nothing stopping the Chiefs from getting to the Super Bowl. I could be over. You know, the Steelers have a great team, well-rounded team. They got a mentality right now. Yeah, it's just the AFC. I just don't think right. Like at at this point, right now, like I just don't think it's that as strong as it was. And just like, yeah, there's a chance that I'm too high on the Chiefs, but I don't think I am, and I'll believe it when I see it. And when I see it, is going to be when somebody other than Tom Brady knocks out Patrick Mahomes from the playoffs because it hasn't happened yet. He's either won the Super Bowl or got eliminated by Tom Brady. And that's not going to be an option this year unless they put the Bucs in the Super Bowl. But I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe Patrick Mahomes getting eliminated when I see it. And then for the future years, I'll be like, okay, maybe I won't be so high on the Chiefs. But right now, I just I just don't know who's stopping. I don't know who's getting in their way in a playoff game. It doesn't matter how many they're down. Mahomes has proven in the playoffs he's going to come back and he's going to win that game. Yeah, I just he don't can, think – If he wants to win, he can win. He's yeah, literally. I just don't think the Steelers D is that – I think it's good, but I just don't think it's at, at that good to be – or to stop, sorry, Patrick Mahomes. And that offense is good. Chase Claypool's good. So is Juju. I have respect for them both. But I just that I just don't know if that offense is going to be strong enough to to get more points than Patrick Mahomes will in that game. So, and then the only other team that I would even consider like making a run for the AFC Championship, not the Super Bowl, is the Texans. But I still think. Ooh, they, uh, no, no, ah, no. that's a hot take. I don't see. I don't. No see that they're like happening. four. They're like four and seven. They probably won't even be in a playoff team. I don't think they're going to even make it. <laughs> I like Deshaun Watson, but I like him. I think. I think he's. I think he's the quarterback they, that could do it, but I don't think the team right now can do it. No, I don't think so. They basically they have to go undefeated to finish the season because they have to be a nine and seven to even get a wild card spot. So they've already lost seven. The the crazy thing right now for me is looking at this. Um, looking at this NFC. Like you got the NFC East, which is just an absolute garbage fest. You might as well get these. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Let's discuss this. You don't think the Texans can go undefeated the rest no. of the season? No, they no. won't. They won't. You, do they you won't. think they're gonna win out? Just, just hear me out. Just hear me out. Just hear me out. I'll okay. tell you their schedule right now. No, no, I'll, I'll tell, tell you their schedule, schedule right, right now, now too. Just hear me out. They got, right. they got the Colts twice. They got which the I, I don't. 
I don't think that's going to happen. The Colts' defense is just so strong. It's one of the stronger ones right now in fantasy, too. I don't think it's really an argument, even, Jay. They're not going to win out. They're not going to they'll, win. They'll beat – here, you ready, Jerry? They'll beat the Bengals. They'll beat the, the Bears. The Bears, I don't even – the Bears, that's a tough game still. You still have Khalil Mack. The only team I could see them losing to is the Colts once. Then that's they, it. That's the season. That's right, the season. Fine. That's the season, and they're losing to the and they're losing to the they're losing to the Titans. No way are they beating the Titans. Okay. There's no way. They're stopping. Hey, I Derek. love Deshaun. I love they're Deshaun. They're stopping Deshaun. Derrick Henry. No, you're high. You're high right now. Get out of here. I don't want to. All right, we 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 got to move on to NBA though, because there's a shit ton of NBA news. Free agency week was wild. We have to. All right. Well, soon it should be. Unless we'll there's anything else NBA you guys want to add. So I just wanted to say with the NFC. Oh, garbage, right. garbage fest with the NFC East. Get rid of these four teams. I never want to see Washington football team, the Eagles, Giants, or Cowboys ever play another game. Um, you know what I will say about them is that it's just terrible. There's always that argument across all leagues, every sport. Should you do? Should you get rid of conferences and just re- the top sixteen teams or however many in each league are going to make the playoffs? Um, should we just rank them based on seed, no matter what conference or division you're in? And those are the teams that make it. The best teams actually make it. And in this case, there's going to be a team. Whoever wins that division is going to be like six and ten. Not only get a playoff spot over a team that has that's eight and eight or nine and seven that's sitting out that, that's going to have to be at home because they're not going to get to be in the playoffs. Um, but they're going to get to host one. They're going to be at home because if you win your division, you get home advantage in the wild card weekend. So and they're going to be six and ten. They're going to be six. They're going to be six and ten hosting a playoff game. It's disgusting. And then I don't know. You just look at the South. You still got the Saints and Bucks going at each other, which. Obviously, the Saints are probably going to win that out because the Bucks have lost to them twice. Uh, Packers, I think, are going to win theirs. And then it's honestly interesting with the NFC West. you got the Rams and Seahawks are now tied, which I never saw coming. And the Cardinals are making a stretch for the top spot, 6-4 and four now. No, just a yeah. game away from 7-3. and three. There are going to be Alan some Murray. good teams in the NFC that miss, and that sucks. It's going to be in like an Arizona Cardinals or something. It's going to miss the playoffs because the Dallas Cowboys – with fucking Ben DiNucci are in the playoffs. It's not okay. I mean, it's it's Andy Dalton now. He's back, but like I I, I on, just think man. I think it's a little I think it's a little dumb. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be saying oh we have to make sure everyone in every conference makes it. No, it should be the best teams. No one wants to see a team that's two and ten. And I'm not and- I'm not even saying that I'm for that. I don't know that we should just get rid of conferences or divisions across sports. I don't actually agree with that to be honest. I'm not saying get rid of them. A theory. It's an a thing that people talk about. And in this case, this particular season for the NFL. It's going to be a wild one because there's going to be a six and ten team hosting a playoff game where Kyler Murray or the the Bears aren't going to get in or something like that's going to happen. Someone's someone's going to miss that doesn't deserve to miss, and it's a team's going to be in that doesn't deserve to be in, and that's just at the end of the day that's what it is, and that's terrible. I yeah, think but, it's, um, it, football. It definitely has a greater impact than other leagues, and one that they need to consider more. I mean, when you have the NBA, like for conferences at least, it's like the top um, eight and eight. Eight and eight for no matter you could have like the Atlantic like if they if they have all their teams are like decent records they'll get in, um, so I think it's a it has a greater impact for the NFL and one that they need to consider more. I probably would do it for the NFL just because that just a six and ten the team that's not even over five hundred getting in over teams that are eight and eight or nine and seven. To me, at that point, it's just not just not fair. But I do because that then it's just the luck of the draw. It's just like what conference am I in? Because if you just have a really dominant conference, 
then it's over. Like you're not, you're not good. And you're at the bottom of the dominant conference. Like you could still be a good team, but like, I don't know. I think it's something that the NFL, I'd probably be for it for the NFL to be totally honest. I think it would be. Um, Keeping the conferences, I think is a, viable option i just don't think you can dictate it keep it yeah exactly you can keep the conferences just don't have that dictate who gets in the playoffs you just go based on just go based and on then, the and if you have an if you have an i don't know you know an eight and nine seed or both tied you have them play it out yeah that's it yeah, wild definitely. card definitely there you go all right well we'll go into the nba talk so um, first thing we got to talk about is the atlanta hawks because they've made some crazy moves and they were the second worst record in all of basketball last season and now they are looking like one of the most loaded rosters going into next year uh, in the whole league. So we definitely right, got to talk hear. about them. So they ended up with Bogdanovich from the Kings. They ended up in, after all that shit with Milwaukee, the Hawks ended up with him and the Kings didn't even match his restricted contract. Yeah, so he ended up tough. in Atlanta and they also brought in Gallinari. So now they're running Trey, Trey. Bojan or Bogdan, actually. Sorry, Bogdan. Bojan's the, yeah, Bogdan, Gallinari, John Collins and Clint Capella. That's a big that's a big lineup. That's a tall like that back three there with Gallo, Collins, and uh and Capella. That's a tall, big lineup. I don't know. Do you, you guys think that's gonna work? It's a tall I guess I'm gonna be you know, they're a, they were a shit team last season. I mean, they were low. Um I I like the moves they're making, especially beating out the Milwaukee for that, because I I honestly, as we have right here, Giannis might leave Milwaukee after the Bogdan not joining. As Celtics fans, we don't want Giannis in Milwaukee, and we don't want Giannis happy in Milwaukee. So I'm happy with that. The Hawks, though, that that does when you hear those names, that's a that's a big that's a big lineup. I don't even know how that's going to work. Um, I think it, I think it will work just because Trey's the center of that offense, and Gallo, in my opinion, is he's just getting older. I think he's just going to be more of a if we needed a couple, we need 10, 15 points. Like we're going to get that from Gallo. And I think John and Clint will just stay kind of in the post and kind of just dominate down low. I think it will work out, to be totally honest. I think because it's just going to be more of Trey's going to have all the pick and rolls in the world that he wants. He can just get all the points that he wants, in my opinion, because he has these big three guys behind him. Um, I think it will work out for the Hawks, to be totally honest. I, I think this is definitely, I think, a playoff team. I think this 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 is looking good for them. So. Um, yeah, Game, you have some anything? good moves. Was that? Did you, Timmy? Yeah, do you you have anything on Atlanta? It's just it's just interesting. I don't know. I don't know. They're big names. We'll see how the chemistry goes. We've been talking about this with all the teams. They're making all these big moves, but at the end of the day, it's yeah, together. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think coaching is going to be super important with this team. I think so. I mean, basically now they have Gallinari, who's a power forward that doesn't really have the foot speed to play the three doesn't really have the strength to play the five. So he's basically a four that they're going to force to play the three. John Collins is a power forward that struggles when he plays the five and can't play the three. They just drafted Okongwu, who is a power forward, who's only six, eight or six, nine. Can kind of play some small ball five. Can't play the three. Then they just have a bunch of power forwards. They have Clint Capella at the five, who they're not really. It doesn't seem like they're super sold on him. They've been shopping him since the day they traded for him. He hasn't even suited up for him yet. And I think that was a great trade to bring him in, but it seems like they're not really completely sold on him. They have a lot of pieces moving around in that front court. Plus, now their bench is going to have Cam Reddish, Kevin Herter, DeAndre Hunter. Like, they're going to have a lot of mouths to feed, and coaching is going to be important. Giving the guys the right PT that they want is going to be important in this team. Agreed. It's going to be, be a make or break for them, seeing how far they're I think they, I think I think they have the highest chance of butchering it or 
potentially be in that playoff team. But I like that team. Like every guy you said there, like I think that's it. I mean, it's tough because you have those big guys that aren't like that big. Like they're all around like six, eight, six, nine, and they, they can't play the five, but, and it's tough in a league where you see like three point shooting and just like the down low is not really being utilized anymore. But I think that's a great opportunity for them to just bring that back. If you have those power forwards, those six, nine, six, eight, six, nine guys, they don't really like, Onyeka and then like uh, John Collins, they don't really go outside the arc, but like, I feel like that, that team, if any team can make it work down low in the paint, it's tough. Cause you have a guy like Trey who just shoots from like the half court. But like, I think when you have big guys like that, that kind of work in the paint, just pound the paint because I don't think any team can really match that. I mean, maybe the first two guys, but it's going to be kind of hard after that. And then, as for your bench, Cam Reddish, Kevin Herter, you have all those guys, DeAndre Hunter. Those are the guys that you can use your arc shooting, kind of spread out along the arc, and then you can get some of that three-point shooting in. I think if coaching go, if everything goes well, that team could be a dangerous team. I like that team. I don't think they should shop Clint Capella. I still think I agree for a solid big man. But I think that team could work. I like that team personally. I do but, too. It's also going to be interesting to see Trey Young function in a system rather than playing like hero ball every night. The man averaged 30 and 10 last year. Like he's, he was just doing everything all by himself. Now yeah, he doesn't I'm have a little to. Worried fact, about, he can't. I'm a he little can't. worried about that because yeah, he's going to have to actually be a true point guard, true floor general. And, and really, well, I mean, he's one of, he's one of the best playmakers in the league. So I do think it'll work out. It's just a matter yeah. of taking the right shots. Yeah. But he had that same problem in Oklahoma. That's the only reason I'm, I'm a little worried is he's always been the guy. And I mean, he still is the guy. Like when I, at least when I think of Atlanta, I'm thinking of Trey. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Like, I think it's going to be tough when he's not like the main, he'll, he'll obviously be the main character. He'll still score most of their points, but but he's going to have to distribute the ball a little more and kind of get everyone involved. But if he can do that successfully and that all works out, that's a dangerous team, I think. Um, I liked all the moves they made, so I think definitely I could see them being as good as a six seed, or if things don't work out, maybe missing out. But uh, oh, I, I could see them if being that, nice. If that doesn't work out, they I think they will miss. I just yeah, it, it's it's yeah. it definitely hit or miss. Like uh, it's if, a hit, they're, yeah. if they're gonna play well, they'll play well and they'll do it and they'll get a solid playoff spot. I don't I don't think it will be an eight seed, but if they don't and they don't like work everything out that team could miss the playoffs personally. But um, I think getting rid of Clint Capella, it depends who they would get in return, but getting rid of him, I think. I, see, I just, I feel like you should keep him. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's, him. he's a great, I mean, he's literally I mean, one of the best a, rim protectors a, in the league. He's a, he's good a defender, great, right? he's a great player. You, you, you went out looking for him. You got the guy that you should have got. You haven't dressed him. So you really haven't seen the potential you can get. And now you have a team that, can potentially play with them. I think well, Adam, you have guys that are like six eight, six nine, and you don't really have that like that solidified big man. He is that guy. So yeah. why not keep him? See what he can do. I think he could help you on defense. Um, I feel like he's the type of guy where when you know you don't have a dedicated big man, he's going to step up and he's going to put on like he's got three more inches protecting that rim, like Justin just said. He's a good big man too. Like when he was on the Rockets, I was like, wow, like that is a good like he, he's always. He's always been kind of like a side character. He's not really like them ever the main guy, but 
he man, he plays well. He's a good defender. So I think the Hawks would be in their best interest to at least keep him and see what he can do. But he'll we'll be see. their def- he'll be their defender next year. Yeah. He'll be their defender. And definitely. And then Tristan Thompson to the Celtics. Um I mean we lost we lost we lose Cantor. We got Tice though. I feel like I would rather start Tice at the moment still. I I love the way Tice plays. Um yeah. I I don't hate the signing. I'm interested to see how he works because right now the Celtics seem like they have a pretty solidified team. We look like we have a team. We, we, we're not looking like other teams struggling or anything. I, I feel like we're still a playoff contending team. Um, oh, for no sure. doubt. We're, we're for sure. Doubt. There's no, no doubt. doubt. There's no doubt. It's just, I, I don't, you know, I don't know how far we're going to make it in the playoffs. I mean, we saw this season, we were really damn close. I want us to, I see us going pretty far. I don't know if this signing like pushes us that extra inch. I think it's just a signing just to keep us with a big man. Um, yeah, that's more to what help, it is. To help, to help back up Tice, which I like, but at the moment, I'm just, I don't know how he's going to work out with our system, but I'm interested to see it. I'm interested to see it. I'm, I've never been a huge fan of Tristan Thompson. I, um, yeah, I like, I like, the I, I like the way he plays. I just never have been a fan of just like his, you know, just, yeah, I like just the his character. Little... His character, I guess I would describe it. Yeah, I like the move to be totally honest, just because he's a, I mean, he's not the biggest guy in the world, but he's definitely a body that we can stick down there to kind of help he's us. He's a tough guy. He's a tough guy. He will, he will play. And I think in a system like Boston, where he doesn't, he, I think he's always been like on a team where it's just kind of like, like when he was on that LeBron team, he was definitely not the main guy. He was barely even thought about. This is a chance for him to be put in a system, like a, a system where you can just focus, focus on him. I mean, obviously he's not the main guy still, but you can put so you can p- place him in a team where you have Tatum, you got Brown, you have this solidified just team already. And when you have a solidified team like that, if you put them in there, they can help them uh, go f- further in the playoffs. I just think I think overall he's just a great guy to put place in that team. Justin, what do you think? I am not unhappy with the signing, as John was saying. I've never really loved his personality him as a person and like just the his attitude he's had some motor issues he's at I, I won't tolerate motor issues in Boston and I don't think he's going to bring them with him here I think he'll leave that behind in Cleveland lack of motivation Kevin Love was going through the same thing for playing for a terrible losing Cleveland team I can't blame him for that uh, per se but um he can't bring that to Boston that won't tell you like Brad Stevens won't tolerate that the, the Boston fans won't tolerate it so um that won't last long if he's going to be jogging up the floor and stuff. But if he's going to work hard, if he's going to defend and grab rebounds. That's all we need. And I think, think we that... brought him in as a body to help us guard Joel Embiid or Bam Adebayo when we're playing them in a playoff series. And if he can do that, I'm happy with the signing. Do you think that will be a problem outside issues? I think it he'll leave not, them behind. I think not. he'll leave them behind. But we see I, – I think Boston is one of the one of the few teams that when you got a problem like this, like we've seen with – we saw with Kyrie, we've seen like issues with that. We, we just – we try and separate ourselves from it. So, I think – I'm not concerned with Boston in this situation. I think we'll make the right move. And I think we can hopefully fix his character and his personality because we just have a, an unbelievable team. I don't know how you can have problems with Tatum and Brown and Kemba. I mean, they just work well together. But then again, this is his own personal thing too. So, I hope – I'm with Justin. I swear to God, I hope he leaves it behind. But then again, sometimes these guys just carry a, you know, you're still, 
on this side of the conference and you're bringing some bad blood with you. So I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, that, yeah that's what I think I was trying to say earlier. I, when I'm saying a solidified team for Boston, I think just a team that just doesn't take any bullshit, you know? Oh, they no, I don't, I don't, they yeah. don't, they, they don't mess around. Like you saw with Kyrie, like we're not, we're not messing around with someone who's, you know, separating the locker room or, you know, doing the bullshit outside of what we're trying to build here, which is we're trying to win a championship. So I think it, I think it will work out because I think you have guys like Brown and you have Tatum who are so focused, in my opinion, smart on winning a championship where I think if you bring a guy like into that environment, I think it's just perfect personally. I think, I, I think he'll change his attitude. I think when he sees the locker room situation and the way those guys attack every single game and every practice and every drill, I think, I think it'll change how he, because again, like Justin said with Kevin Love, I mean, he's been in a situation where they've just, you know, you, you, you were on that LeBron team, LeBron leaves. Now you're left with Kevin Love struggling. I think it hopefully helps him. He's on a team yeah. like LeBron's where he's going to be, he's going to be better because the team around him is better, but it's just a matter of whether he's going to let his own personal demons and his own shit get to him. Cause if he does, yeah. he knows he ain't playing. We have tight. Yeah. We he's not the guy that we're we're necessarily starting right away. He, I hope that's that's the other thing I'd say about it is that I was ready for Robert Williams to take a big leap this year, um, and it's not going to happen. So that's all right. But but I just think that they w- I don't know if they were going. Do you think they were going to give Rob Williams a fair shake? I don't know. So he's so good in bursts. He's I, so no, I know in small bursts. So like any, but when we do give him good minutes, he often can't put it together for a long period of time. So I'm okay with him still getting small bursts. And as far as winning a championship goes, Tristan Thompson's a better player now. So, look at man, I'm just trying to hang another banner. I'm let, happy with it. Let I'm him, happy with let, anything we're gonna do. Let, should... let Williams, let Williams just keep getting his small bursts, and then eventually he's gonna piece it together. He's still a. He's still I trust a bad my life. I, I trust Danny Ainge with my life. So. Yeah. yeah if, he's, if he likes Tristan Thompson, I like Tristan Thompson, honestly. And another great thing we got to look at too is this Tatum signing, Supermax. We got Tatum back. Yep. We're, we're, uh, we're keeping yeah, we him. Got five, we got five super maxes signed five this past week. So we're keeping Tatum. I think we're oh, all sorry. happy with that one. Five maxes. It's, it's two five maxes. Two super, super maxes. Max. Yeah. Two Donovan super Mitchell was the other super max along with Jason Tatum. Um, so I think we're all happy so, with the Tatum situation. Celtics fans. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Tatum, we absolutely love him in Boston. So I think that's an easy one off the board. I think it's fair. Tatum definitely is worth it. He's the guy that puts in the money, puts in the effort. Only the uh, Reds. Bam. Bam. Uh, yeah, I I support that one. Fully. Bam deserved bam, the max. Bam, bam deserved the max. Mitchell yeah. deserves the super max. Yeah, yeah. Donovan Mitchell definitely does. Um, I'm, ha- I'm happy Fox, De'Aaron Fox got got paid as well because he deserves. Yeah, it. he. I think he deserves that. And uh, Sac- sorry, Sacramento needed to do that to to keep him there. You need you need the the Kings are just struggling. They need a guy that that they've had before to stay there. Yeah, anything he would have left if he didn't get it. Oh, I would have left too. I mean, like, it, it, there's no reason to stay in Sacramento unless he's getting paid because he's not going to get a championship. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. he so you might as well get something out of it, and maybe in the future they'll rebuild. I don't know what they're going to even do. Honestly, if I'm De'Aaron, I'm getting my money and I'm getting the hell out of Sacramento. But I don't know what I don't know if he'll do that. But that's personally what I he'll do. probably get, just keep <laughs> taking the money. He'll probably just keep taking the money. Get your money and get the hell out of there because that 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 team that organization will kill your career. But and then we got and then we got Ingram, Brendan Ingram, Ingram. Got a max. So yeah. I don't 
Yeah, I think I like the Max for Ingram as well. I think he and Zion could be a nice duo, and I'm glad because yeah. he was also rumored to go somewhere else, or that, that the Pelicans wouldn't give him that money or whatever it was. And uh, I, I think, think it was Pels smart of them to, to pay the Pels, him. The Pels needed to keep him, and now the Pels got Stephen Adams too. So you got Stephen Adams, Zion, and you kept Ingram, which I think is important. Um, the, Pels, the Pels have a good. The Pels are like a team that you don't think they should be struggling, but you know they, you know. They need to keep those guys. Yeah, the they have all the pieces. It's just, you know, it's just. Actually, I think if we want to talk about the Pels for a minute, too, we definitely can because they also brought in Steven Adams, and now they're going to be keeping Eric Bledsoe in town as well. So they'll be running, like, maybe Lonzo off the bench, Eric Bledsoe starting at the one, Steven Adams alongside Zion in the front court now. That's pretty interesting. They're, they're both dogs. It's just an interesting team. It's definitely a different-looking team this year. They'll probably get to start J.J. Redick, which – Will, will help them giving him more giving JJ Redick minutes will never hurt you. I mean, yeah. I think when you, I think the team to be interested in right now, for me at least, are like with these new like signings and shit, are the Hawks and the Pels because they're just teams that struggled before and now they got new lineups entirely. I don't love that. I don't love Eric Bledsoe there though. I'll definitely say that. I don't. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm, again, I'm not a huge, you know, you can look at these things and take them as you wish. Um, the team's made the decision for whatever reasons. Um, I'm interested to see how it works out, though. Yeah, I, I don't love Eric. Bl- I, I don't think we're any of us are big fans of Eric Bledsoe, so seeing him there is kind of weird. But I think, I mean, you're in a conference that's very tough, so I don't know if you're going to get anywhere. But I think just just try it out. See, I think you need to give Zion a little You'll more. He'll make minutes. a run. He'll make a run. Give, give Zion a little more minutes so he can get used to – playing a decent amount of time because right now he's just getting put in and out um yeah just kind of run with that team i think i think that team could make a not make a huge splash obviously but i I, it's definitely a different looking team like you said justin but uh i i'm interested to see what they do you know it's it's a different look but i'm i'm always intrigued to see a team built like that uh where you just have like a lot of good individual pieces but you don't really know how they'll work together uh, I, I think yeah. that'll be interesting to see. Definitely. Uh, I hope that be. Eric, I hope that they don't let Eric Bledsoe take away from Lonzo Ball and Kyra Lewis's development. Cause they just drafted Kyra Lewis, another point guard in the draft. Yeah. Um, I think that was like 14 or 15 or 13th pick or something like that. Um, and they also have Lonzo Ball who is nice alongside Zion. Like Lonzo throwing lobs to Zion is nice. That worked yeah. out nicely for them. Mm-hmm. I don't think they should let Eric Bledsoe, ruin Lonzo's career as far as development goes. I, I think Lonzo like, should still be starting. I would start Lonzo. I would. I feel like they're not going to. I feel like they will probably back. make the... No, nah, I, I feel like they're going to they're like they're they're make the mistake and start him. And it's going to really mess up the dynamic, I think, there. But think if, they, if, they, if they can split it, if they can give Lonzo the time that he needs and with Zion, because they did a fairly well job together with their, their chemistry, then I think it, it could work out. But again, none of us like Eric Bledsoe, so we can't control it. Yeah, it's not even that. I like I don't like Eric Bledsoe, but just his game is just so like you just don't know what you're looking at. You don't know what you're getting. Like you're just like is like, you could be getting something good, but you're not guaranteed. Well, is he a scoring guard? Is he pass first? Like he just he's more of like a defending guard that like has some offense in his bag. I it's guess. never consistent. I don't know. It's I never just... consistent for me. I don't. I never. I see him as a defender, and then just. I don't know. I never see really consistency there, but yeah, but yeah. um, yeah. And then I guess uh, the last thing NBA thing we'll kind of leave off on is 
Giannis, uh, uh, this is kind of rumors, but Giannis might leave Milwaukee just because they didn't land Bogdan and then they were talking the entire time. And then the fact that Milwaukee couldn't get him there um, just kind of leaves Giannis being like, well, what left do I have here? Because that was the offseason piece that they wanted, that he wanted. Sorry. Um, so I'll, I'll kind of go around the horn. Do you guys think that this impacts Giannis is staying with uh, Milwaukee long term? Game, you, you want to go ahead first? Uh, I had to do something for school real quick. Something popped up. Yeah. No, I'll, uh, go, I'll, go. I, I'll go, I second. go. I can go first. Um, yeah, go ahead, Jay. I if 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 for Giannis at least, if Bogdan is, I mean, I love him. I, he's a good player, but if he's the reason you don't stay, like if you're leaving, seems petty. That's a, that's a, that seems extreme. Like at least give the Bucks another chance. They didn't do anything wrong to you. I mean, I guess if it was like a couple of years, if he left in like two years and they still didn't make any moves for him, sure. But I think making a move like right now or even next season without considering what else they, he can get, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think he should stay. Do I think he will leave if they don't add another piece? Yes. I, I think he wants a ring. He's realizing his worth and he realizes he needs kind of other pieces to do it. And if Milwaukee's not going to be able to vest that for him, I think he will leave. I don't think he should. I think he should give Milwaukee a chance, but I don't know. Justin, what do you think? I think, um, I think they're gone. I think that just drew just adding drew holiday is going to be really nice for them. I think they might win. I mean, I know it's not an 82 game season, but on a regular year, I could, I'd give them 66 plus wins. Like they literally might be with one of the best. Like, with Drew, yeah, like no one's scoring on that team, bro. They were already, they were already on pace to win like 66 or 68 games last season with Eric Bledsoe back there, and now they have a better defender and a better scorer, which Eric Bledsoe is just trying to be both of those things. And I, I think it's actually, I think they're going to be better than people think which is hard to even say that, but I think that Drew Holiday was such a perfect pairing for them. And I don't know who's going to score on them. Like but with Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, Giannis and Brooke Lopez, I don't know who's scoring. That is true. I do. I think I, I agree with Justin on that. I think that they're a much stronger team and I like their signings. I think the Bucks have, have won out on some of these, some of these moves, um, especially with the Drew Holiday one. But I think when you talk about Giannis, I mean, we've seen him, bitch and moan like this before I feel like every season we have something like this where Giannis might leave or he says something like that he unfollows everyone on Instagram he adds them back a day later he has these little episodes where he's like hitting the wall like a little teenager in his room because he didn't get the toy that he wanted on Christmas he's just got to grow up I mean work with the system that you have you have Drew Holiday now you didn't get Bogdan which I love Bogdan but I'm happier with the Drew thing okay you got Drew you're going to win out on the season. You're going to have a great, you know, regular season. I don't know what you're going to do in the playoffs because, I mean, with the Bucks, you see they have a great regular season and they just, we don't know what they do in the playoffs. But with this team, I think they're going to be better. They're going to be formidable for the Celtics. Again, like Justin said, even the Celtics. I, Drew Holiday, that's, that's just tough to see against you. Honestly, I do agree with you guys. I think Giannis controls his own destiny, to be totally honest. If he it's wants it's, to what, yeah. If he wants to be dominant, he has every right to do so. He's just got to be dominant. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, he... last year we saw him. He didn't want to be. It seemed like like Jimmy Butler was torching him in that series, and he refused to guard him. And then they asked him in the interviews after, and he's just like, uh, "I was doing what coach said. Like, I'm not gonna go guard." Like, he's just like 
He was confused by the question. What do you mean you're confused by the question? You're the you won defensive player of the year. You're not going to guard the best the, the best player on the other team that's torching you. It's it's your job to go guard Jimmy Butler when he's giving you forty, and you're the defensive player of the year. I just uh, heard about you don't yeah, know. Like, like, I, just, I think it's, it's it's his it's his destiny. I don't think he needs Bogdan. Be totally honest with you, and this might be a hot take. I don't think he needs Drew Holiday. I mean, he might need him to get know, to a championship. But if Giannis wants to take over, you saw it with LeBron. Not that I'm comparing him to LeBron, but you saw it with LeBron where he doesn't have a lot of pieces, but he can still get to a um, to a quarterfinal or he can still get to a, even a semifinal. Like just We've alone. seen like, him do that just, just by himself. And Giannis, to me, to me, you guys might not just, so just hear me out, is more athletically gifted than LeBron. Not that LeBron LeBron has a greater work ethic than Giannis, hands down. But from just an athletic standpoint, wingspan, everything. I think Giannis is more gifted. And he has put on some he has put on some muscle. And he's too, put on some weight. So I think athletically, Giannis, athletically, I'd say yes. Obviously, all around talented. It's all around talent. No, yeah. LeBron's still better. But athletically, but got, yeah. Giannis might be the most athletic we've ever seen. Athletically, out of the womb, he is better than LeBron from an athletic standpoint. Obviously. All around, everything LeBron's better. So, yeah. you want to disagree with me, Justin? I, no, I don't want to disagree. No, 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 I, I do I, like I, what you're saying, but uh, yeah, like we're gonna we're just, just from the womb gifted is where I lost you there because yeah, he's not LeBron's from the ability to just when, put the ball in the basket is special when you look at Giannis as as, too. Giannis can't really shoot. When you so. look at Giannis, he was a skinny, scrawny little guy. He put on oh, the, like oh, the muscle and the athletic. He had the athleticism. The muscle though had to come with time. I mean, no, you look at Tatum too. Fair. Tatum had to Tatum had to do rounds that's with fair. with Giannis too. But yeah, Tatum put on some Tatum put on some some that's muscle fair. and some weight, and now he's a bigger guy. So okay, I see what your fair. point is. I see My what your point, point is. is if he wants to go to a championship, or he can do it. He, he can do it on his own alone. He doesn't need a guy like Bogdan. And I think Drew Holiday is definitely going to help him. But I think it's up to him this season if he wants to get to a championship, which he can totally do. I think he could win a championship. Is he's got to have just a more fierce mentality. Like I feel like there's a constant attitude. I feel like there's a constant. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like there's a constant attitude problem over here on our side of the conference. I mean, you got Joel Embiid who's got an attitude problem sometimes. You got the whole Kyrie situation, and now you got Durant with him, and now with this whole situation with Giannis, I just it pisses me off because you know I respect Giannis. I don't think he has an attitude. Not an attitude. Well, no, he has not the an... right attitude. He just doesn't have the killer mentality. I'm, I'm talking about it's it's the motive. It's the motivative attitude that he needs yeah. for himself. If this man sat down with himself and told himself what he needed to hear, yeah. because everyone everyone says it, he's a great player that we have seen go far. But when he doesn't play, like Justin said with the Jimmy Butler situation, when you don't play, and when it, when a player like this is blaming the coaching, when you're such a great player, you should be the one coaching yourself out there too. The coach can only do so much. Yeah. Coach. coach doesn't tell you who you're going to guard if Jimmy Butler's giving you 40. At the end of the day, he's going against that. He was going against that Miami Heat team. He took it upon himself to play about 31 minutes a night instead of 44 of a 40. Like, why well, are you playing day, when like, you're down in a series? Why are you playing 30 minutes? What well, at the end of the day, like if if Giannis goes up to coach and he's like, keep me out there. No one's not. No one's going. No one's going to say no. No one's going to yeah. say no to that. If he walks, if he walks off the court, then the coach is going to put him back in. He's well, guarded, in the, he went out there and guarded Jay Crowder or Myers Leonard and let Brooke Lopez take Bam and Chris Middleton take Jimmy Butler. And this guy sat there guarding Jay Crowder, playing thirty-one minutes a night, and they lost the series in five. And he's complaining that they lost. Like, what do you think was going to happen? 
you have to actually try. Like, and if he, and if it, it's simply, it's just a hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna guard Jimmy. Switch. Simple as that. No one's gonna disagree against that. No one's just gonna. And disagree. he's the one. He's the one controlling the court out there too. If he says switch with me, you're switching with him. You're not arguing. Exactly. I'm not arguing with Giannis. Giannis on the team. He, he just doesn't realize it. He runs that team. I know. If Giannis, if he tells me he wants to guard someone, go right ahead. You do you. In Milwaukee in general, if he tells anyone on that team what he wants to do, no one's going to disagree with unless it's complete blasphemy, which probably isn't. Like, if he's like, I I want to stay in there for 44 minutes, no one's going to say no. I hope. And whoever they call, their coach is Mike Budenholzer. And I don't know what he's doing, not saying to him before the game, you're guarding Jimmy. How are you going into game four, game five, down 3 0, saying, Oh yeah, you know you, you we're running the same the same system would, tonight. Like you guard, you, like tell him to. He shouldn't yeah. even, but the, he should be doing it, it himself. But it also, yeah. if you're a coach, tell him to, and don't let him come out with at thirty one. Yeah, it shouldn't like, have been discussed. First but, thing you should do is first thing you should do as a coach is walk around every player, tell him who you're going to guard if you're out there on the court, and you should be telling it, especially to the. To, the I feel like the first thing. Tell me if I'm wrong, if you're ever in a, in an athletic situation, the first thing your coach tells you is who's the best player on that team. And who am I putting against that? I mean, Jerry, with you too, whenever you played in basketball in high school, your coach is probably, Dwayne's probably telling you to hard. The coach has so much more influence at that level. When you get to the NBA, these are grown-ass men. At, well, you have to make the decision for yourself. You need to know that. Yourself. They're just there. It's not, I don't want to call it babysitting. They definitely have a role. But it's more just giving you plays. And at the end of the day, it's what you want to do with it. So at the end of the day, I think Budenholzer was like, I think this is what Budenholzer said. I think I'm not giving him too much credit here, but I'm like, I think he went, he went out saying, who do you want to guard? Or do you think we should continue with the current way we're saying things? And I bet everyone was just like, Hey, Giannis, what do you think? And he was like, yep, let's just stay with the current. Like, let's just stay with our current matchups. We're good. We don't, I can see him totally making that face. And and I, and I think everyone was just like nodding their head. Like, yep. Sounds good. Like he doesn't want to change. So that's what I think happened at the end of the, the day. The coach is really just giving advice. He's advising oh, the players. He's definitely setting plays and stuff. But I think at the end of the day, Budenholzer knew what was going on. And I, he probably had like a little inkling being like, maybe we should put Giannis on Butler. I don't think he never thought that. I think he asked his team, maybe, maybe who, who, do you guys think we should stick with our current matchups? I think everyone looked towards Giannis because Giannis is clearly the dominant figure on that team. And he was probably just like, you know what? We should just stay with current matchups. Let's try it again next game. And get kit continued to say that until they lost the series. So I think it's up to Giannis to change that team personally. I, He's I got to be the one that steps up and bit, takes but... that. He's got to take that, um, take that initiative. I hope Drew takes a little initiative. I think Drew will stop. I think, I, think I, think think I think Drew looks at this team coming in and goes, this is a team that I'm going to win a championship with and that I could win a championship with. I mean, when you look at the Bucks right away with just Giannis too and the system they got, that's a team that should win a championship at some point. I thought they would have by now with the way Giannis was dominating. Now well, that you got Drew, now that you got Drew, this is a team that you look at. And I mean, you still have a tough, you know, you still got the Celtics. You still have teams that you have to beat. But when you look at them just on the board, that's a team that should be going at least to a championship at some point. The last, yeah, a lot, the last thing I'll say before we can get in a little NHL talk, but we, we should probably it. just call it. We should probably just wrap it up. Too, right? All right, we'll wrap we'll, it up. We'll, after this. we'll move on and show up to next week. Okay. The last thing I'll say is if Giannis does not get a ring by the end of his career, it will be 100% his fault. 
Yeah, I agree. I, with that. I, I can yeah. I can agree with that. I can, I can agree, agree with, that. with that. I can agree with that. I feel like the whole I, I feel like the whole entire career with Giannis is based on whether he's got the the personal attitude to go out there and do what he he's got to do. Because I feel like a lot of it is just him. It's not other people. It's not the coaching. It's not the teammate chemistry. Because he's got all that. I think it's just him. You just got the mentality. The, the mentality. Like if you walk out there on the court, you got to know what you're going to do every single day. Who you're going to guard. And if your coach tells you otherwise, then you listen to the coach. But if you know that you should guard that that star player, you should be doing that. Definitely. Shouldn't be trusting a system that's been losing you multiple games in a series. That's no. best out of seven. Yeah, he he has he has the most power, and if he wants to win, he can do it. He just needs to have that mentality. But we'll wrap up there. Thank you guys for joining us. For thank you for watching. If as always, if you made it this happy far, happy Thanksgiving. Like something, so hit that like and subscribe button. Hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. We'll be out here next week, Thursday night. Or nice we'll, little we'll, NHL we'll talk. Yeah, we'll be here Thursday night. So I All hope right, you guys uh, enjoyed the time, boys. It's been a pleasure as always. It's been real, boys. It's been Peace. a pleasure. Peace.